Well, there are all kinds of polls that are going along at the moment. Some of them have wide divergences of the uh, political party's outcomes in the 2024 election, which we believe or we are uh, under the impression will be perhaps on the 29th of May, but certainly it's only a couple of months away now. Greg Crumbock is with the Democratic Alliance. Your um, polls have, have proven to have been pretty accurate over the years, Greg, which I guess is not surprising because you are a political party. So it's so the one thing you you jolly well got to get right, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I had a good afternoon and afternoon to your, your watchers. Um, we have got a fairly reliable record on our own internal polling. And um, as I said on another occasion, we're very proud of the fact that come election night, we're able to call the results um, within the margin of error, often within 1%. And once the first couple of hundred results are out from the IEC, you can get that down to one-tenth of a percent. But we have to get it right because if we don't understand the electorate, if we don't understand which way the trends are moving, we can't ban effectively, and that means you can't have a good election result. So I think you're right in saying that polling is the lifeblood of any successful political party. So lots has happened in the last few months, or in fact, since we last spoke, most particularly the entry of Jacob Zuma supporting Mkonto Wesizwe against the ANC. How are your how is your research showing that this is impacting the political party's share of the pie? Well, I mean, I do think that NK, um, Jacob Zuma's new party, is a game changer. And there have been some polls that have been published recently um, that are very similar to our own polls, putting them at around about 9% nationally. And as much as the low 20s in Azuna and top. So that will change everything very, very markedly. And what it does mean in Azuna and top, for example, we could well end up with a situation where no party gets more than 30%. Um, national, of course, what this means is people expected the ANC to recover as they went into the election campaign, and it starts getting spent, perhaps recover to the mid-40s or perhaps a little bit more than that. But this support now for NK, then the another 9% is coming predominantly off the ANC. And so now there's every prospect of the ANC actually falling below 40%. And that is going to be a very, very significant outcome for South Africa as a whole. So it really is a very, very big game changer. Greg, what are your polls showing the EFF support levels are at? And I ask this because on the others, it's anywhere between 9 and 18%, which is a huge difference. Yeah, so there was a poll that was commissioned by Change Starts Now, which had been fairly high. Um, and there was one other poll also in the high teens. But every other poll that I'm aware of, including Social Research Foundation, IRR, polls that we publishing, Bill to report our own polling, Brentist, generally they're tracking a range between 9 and 12. And certainly for the Democratic Alliance, we've been tracking the EFF for a very, very long time. And it's quite exceptional if they break out of that range. Occasionally they've been at 7 or 8, but that happens maybe once or twice every six months. We generally do find them between 10 and 12, 90% of the time. And I think that's where we're going to end up. Um, I also say that because NK, Jacob Zuma's new party, is taking a couple of percent off them as well. The biggest users, obviously, are the UNC, but they have also attracted one or two people from the EFF. Both parties are populist. Both parties appeal to 
the very most marginalized elements of our society. So it's not surprising that they're taking one or two points off the EFF as well. I still, we still are right um, in, in believing that the EFF will probably finish between 10 and 12. We've had some big by-election results this week, uh, starting in the Western Cape, where the Patriotic Alliance has done extremely well, winning a uh, going from 5% to 62% uh, in George, in one of the wards there, and actually displacing the DA for the very first time uh, in a ward since the 2021 local elections, and also polling pretty well in the other Western Cape ward. There has been... Uh, conf- confrontation, conflict, uh, d- unhappiness between the two parties, um, but they they do both believe in democracy and in free enterprise. You would wonder whether these latest results will have anything or any influence on the DA think tank, but I guess it all depends on what your polls are showing for the PA. Are they taking away from you, or are they getting their votes elsewhere? Well, I think the phenomenon of the PA is quite a nuanced one. And what tends to happen with the PA is that they concentrate all their resources into a by-election or two. They don't contest every by-election, and they generally contest only cutted areas. And when you do that, and you bring the entire party into town, you can do better than the polls would suggest to you which after all is a representation of the entire South African electorate because every single person in the country, not only just the people in a few wards where the PA is contesting. Then, of course, you also have the local circumstances. So in George, for example, um, the PA really was the party that consolidated the votes of all the previous parties that contested in November. So we only lost a couple of percentage points from 36 to 33. Um, the PA got their own votes, plus Twig's vote, plus um, a fairly popular party up until then called the PBI. And if you look at their votes, it came to around about 56% in November, and now they've gone a couple of percentage points beyond that. So in that particular case, in November 2021, the DA really won on split vote situation. This time, the PA consolidated all those parties under their banner, and that is why they came through there. But I very much doubt that the Patriotic Alliance can actually replicate that kind of concentration of resources and those types of tactics right across the whole country where the majority of the DDs are in fact black. And it's one thing targeting a few colored boards in the rural Western Cape, which is generally where they compete. It's quite something else. We actually have an election campaign right across nine provinces and 23,500 voting districts. So I don't think our party is inaccurate as far as the PA is concerned. I think the polls I mentioned earlier, the other independent companies say much the same kind of thing. And one mustn't read too much into local circumstances in one poll or one particular by-election. One needs to look at the whole series over time and see which ways those numbers are actually going. Greg, so what is the Patriotic Alliance polling nationally and in particularly in this case in the Western Cape? Well, in the Western Cape, again, you need to break it down um, into the different demographics. Um, I don't believe I should get into too much of the detail um, and give away all our campaign um, you know, um, advantages right here and now. But generally speaking, they, they are overall in the Western Cape, which is where it matters, um, under 5%, where, where, where we do poll the entire Western Cape. So Western Cape is a very diverse province. Um, it has 
large communities across the three major community groups in South Africa. And they really only feature in one, which is the colored community. And that's why you'll see them do better in colored communities as opposed to white communities or black communities, because that's not really where they fish. And so the overall support in the province is a lot lower than they tend to get in by-elections where they can concentrate. And nationally, then, if it's only 5% in the Western Cape, you'd presume nationally it'll be even lower? Yeah, it will be it will be around about half of that most of the time. Um, generally, the smaller parties have a one um, percent either way around their norm. So we find that most of the time the PA is around two two and a half percent on a national basis. It's not on um, it's not a major player on a national stage, but in key municipalities in the Western Cape, they do have an influence, and and that is where um, they are concentrating. What about the other smaller parties? Are there any that are doing better than most of the pollsters are giving them. And I, I, I mentioned here, good press for Roger Jardine, for Songhezo Zibi, um, for, uh, of course, Action SA. But the pollsters have got them, well, Franz Cronier said the other day on Roger Jardine, he said, no hope, and Songhezo zero. In most of those small parties, in fact, um, all the ones that you mentioned, Mark, don't get up to the one percent threshold that we poll at. So we we group them all together as other. Um, it's actually quite hard for a brand new party to do well in the very first election. UK is probably the exception, but they have an exceptionally well person in Juan J.P. Zuma um, that voters can relate to. The new parties, it takes a long time to establish a footprint, to work out your values, to work on the ground over many, many years and swing people your way. So like many of these parties, um, at its start with the ban, comes to the election, um, it's difficult to compete against the big parties and they disappear very quickly as well. Rahman is an example of that, for example. In the new parties that you mentioned, Alec, I think are very, very much in the category. None of the pollsters picked them up um, at over 1%, and I think that's probably a true reflection of where they are. Moving on to KwaZulu-Natal, where uh, MK has got its strength and where the IFP your partner in the multi-party coalition has been doing very well, having now won its 13th ward since the 2021 local elections uh, earlier this week. But is it looks like uh, from the bald figures that the IFP is going to lose some of its support as well to Jacob Zuma's new party. Again, France Cronier said that their polling put those three, the ANC, MK, and the IFP all at around 25%, with the DA around 18%. What is your uh, research showing, or is it confirming those numbers? Well, the difference between our research and what um, Franz Pernier presented um, on your show the other day is simply the time style. So we poll every single day, um, and in order to actually get very accurate national poll, um, in order to do that, um, that obviously does require quite a bit of resources. Whereas, for example, um, other companies will go into the field from time to time and therefore have a bigger poll over a shortened time period because they're not doing it every single day. So our, our early numbers for all our provinces um, tend to be a lot longer than just 10 days, as is the case with our national poll. But having said that, um, and having accepted there's a little bit of a lag element in our provincial polling, our figures are not too different from France Pernier. I don't think any party at the moment is polling about 30% in KZN. That is 
That is my reading of the polls. And in fact, most parties now, because of the effect of the NK, are dropping closer to 25. So when I did um, listen to Franz Pernier the other night, I, I was actually quite struck by the fact that um, we're not very different at all, which is giving a lot of faith our own polling is, is on the mark. Um, just that he probably has a couple of weeks, weeks in his polling compared to my size of being more received average. Things will be more current um, and reflect the situation on a, on a shorter time period. It's going to be a fascinating post-election negotiation between the various parties in KwaZulu-Natal, for sure. But uh, to close off with, Greg, nationally, how are you, how are you um, what's your research showing at the moment for the major contenders? Well, um, the ANC is continually in, in our pony very, very close to the 40% mark. But in the last few weeks, um, they've been under 40% every week. And that is the effect of MK showing itself. And nothing been in huge trouble, much more so than when I first appeared on your show as your guest. Um, we are still tracking in, in the higher 20s. Um, that's been pretty consistent as well. It's going to be interesting to see what the effect of our manifesto launch will have on our polling um, support. Um, I do think that um, it will be something which pushes us up um, straight after the manifesto launch, just as our Congress did and does every time we have a certain Congress. So I, I hope we will get to um, close to 30% by the end of this particular time in the action cycle, which is the party manifesto launches. And then, as I said, um, EFF, very, very consistent between 10 and 12, most of the time, sometimes as low as 8 or 9, sometimes 13, but the vast majority of the time they're tracking between 10 and 12. So those are the three bigger parties. That's how we are tracking them. And uh, with MK coming in, perhaps as high as 9% to 10%? Yeah, 8 or 9 in the last two weeks, that's where they've been. So they, they're quite close now to the fifth. Interesting to see how that actually works out. And what about Action SA? They arrived with a bang. It seems to have gone pretty quiet at the worst possible time. Well, as I said um, a few minutes ago, it's actually quite hard for a new party to have anything. Um, you, you have to establish yourself in every part of the country. You need to recruit people. You need to actually be present in people's lives, making a difference. And that's exceptionally difficult for any new party. So we'll have to see how Action say it does. They are part of the multi-party charter. And um, I would like to think that every one of the parties in that charter is going to make a significant contribution to try and exploit that path to victory, which we believe is not possible. So I really don't want to um, talk any of those parties down. Um, I wish every party in the multi-party charter the best of it. But to be honest, um, it is hard for new parties, and we'll see how they do. Um, and all will be revealed when the, when the votes are counted. And that path to victory, has that been made easier or harder by the entry of MK? See, that's a very good question you've asked me, Anna, because the fact is they aren't taking most of the votes off the ANC. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you simply add the ANC and MK together and say, well, even with the two parties in this new split, it's still the same support that it was before for the ANC because what I think is now happening is that it's actually causing a lot of uncertainty and a lot of disillusionment in the ANC's ranks. And that will have the effect of, I believe, depressing the ANC's turnout when we know that elections are won by the ballots in the box, not necessarily by many polls that are before. And so to the extent that this is actually making the ANC very nervous about the prospects, 
and literally staring defeat down barrel, um, I actually think it could be a positive outcome for the country. And if the voters rightly see the multiple party charter or the Mutual Act as a way out of the crisis South Africa finds itself in and get behind that in big numbers and turn out in their numbers on election day just when the ANC is having its worst possible time and their worst ever period of electoral support, that could be a game changer. So in an indirect way, I think MK could have an effect on the outcome of the election. And we saw that during the registration weekend. The heaviest registrations disproportionately were in areas where the DA is done strong in the past and where indeed some of our multi-county charter um, partners have also done one in the past. And so there is a big shift now in the voters' role um, in terms of who's registered and who isn't. And that will also help the multi-party charter achieve, I think, something closer to its objectives. Do you have a date for us of the election? I don't. Um, the president did say um, a week ago that he would announce it within 15 days. So by all calculations, according to his uh, promise to us, it ought to be by Thursday next week. Um, I'm pretty sure they don't want a winter election. So I still think a date late in May, well, 22nd or the 29th, um, is the more likely date now. But he had an opportunity um, to announce it in his um, response to the opposition in Sona this afternoon, and he didn't take it. So I think he's looking to make that announcement at the very last minute, and then one more. Greg Krumbach is with the Democratic Alliance, and uh, he's shown that the insights that the party has on its polling is incredibly accurate. And that's why they're our go-to guys when it comes to this kind of information. I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com.